This is Tony Silva. And Charles Wiz. And this is episode 4-0 of Two Teachers Talking. Uh, Charles and I get together a couple of weeks and talk about uh, teaching, teaching English in Japan, and what works for us, what doesn't, all kinds of good stuff. But uh, today we're going totally off the rails. And, Wait, is this uh, the first time we've gone off the rails? Well, this, by intent. <laughs> uh, intentionally going <laughs> by off plan. the rails. Yeah, this is intentional off the rails because uh, it's a... Uh, Getting on, as you can tell from probably wherever you are, the decorations and the music everywhere, the Christmas is coming. And uh, while we don't have any specific presents or gift lists for anybody, we thought we would just uh, spend um, uh, an episode just talking about uh, the fun toys that we do have and uh, maybe inspire people to um, get some Christmas ideas of their own. And uh, and if we mention anything that you know needs replacing, um, yeah, please send that to us. We're... Always happy to receive gifts. Gifts, yes. <laughs> it's it is, the season to give. It is better to receive than to give. That's been my experience. Yes, yes. So it's getting close to that time. But before we do that, Tony. Mm. Yeah, we got some we had some follow up, huh? Right. We um, want to do a little follow up on the previous episode about Yeah, yeah. Sorry folks. Um, those <laughs> those of you who subscribe to us through iTunes or who downloaded the podcast very early got a little extra little furbelow there at the beginning. Uh, of us uh, doing our beginning countdown. That's been scrubbed, so it's a collector's item at this point. Keep it. But but, uh, but more substantive, uh, I really kind of screwed up <laughs> last week. Um, we were talking about uh, teacher training, and uh, one of the things that we were talking about was uh, one, of the, one of the students in my class and how I had uh, identified her as something about a natural teacher. And we kind of got sidetracked, imagine that. You mean we got um, uh, we went off the rails? We went off the rails again, and, unintentionally. Uh, unintentionally, yeah, unintentionally, just fatigue. But the key thing was because we we started going through details. Okay, what was it that we observed about uh, this stuff that made her um, the natural teachers? We got kind of a little micro on it, and we've got the forest for the trees. Um, the bottom line was she's sitting there explaining things to other kids, coaxing them along, encouraging them. Um, taking away the fear, helping them relax. Bottom line, she was having fun doing it. And that, that was the part we yeah, left out. We kind of missed that, that yeah. Part. As if having fun is any part of being a teacher, right? Mm. Well, it is for me. <laughs> it is for me. That's the only fun I get these days is in the classroom. But, um, yeah, you'll never get that in a teacher training class. But, uh, no, she was uh, she was doing the job and she was having fun and uh, – and that accounted for that aura from that corner of the room that um, it just caught my eye and, and uh, made me notice right away because uh, she was having fun and that joy was uh, kind of getting spread to the other kids in her group. And, uh, yeah, something to see. Very nice. And it's I think that's where we talk about something that can't be taught. Yeah. Either you find that to be joyful, yeah. right? You find it to be exhilarating when the lights go on, when you see a student light up when they realize something or learn something or the fact that it's joyful for them to learn or get an insight about something. Yeah, that yeah. And uh, yeah, a follow-up little for this, you know, it's very pertinent, a uh, little success story. Um, this class, uh, this student, and uh, if you go back and listen to our uh, episodes from earlier this year, I had mentioned that I had one class where the kids were just deer in the headlights. Um, they, in their high school days, it seemed as if they had never been asked to speak English before, and they were just petrified. And 
just frozen in fear uh, at the fact that I was asking them and expecting them to actually communicate in English, you know, not repeat, not listen and repeat, not read a sentence off the pages, but to actually communicate in English. This thought terrified them. They were holding onto their desks, staring into space at hundred yard stare. And, um, there's nothing I could do. I eventually I says, you guys need to talk. And, and I left the room. Um, fast forward to uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, until I have a speaking test where they, you know, this is a topics discussion class where groups are, groups are chosen at random. They throw dice to discuss a topic. They get six to eight minutes for three or four people to talk about the topic. And yes, the, that day was their first chance to do this without their chance. You know, how I put that? Their first chance. The first time I forced them to um, not use any notes, not use a textbook. And I warned them in advance, and they were all you know, very alarmed the previous week and all discussing their strategies together and so forth and so on. Well, we had the test and um, my little natural teacher at the end comes up and thanks me and tells me that the test was fun. Mm. The test was fun. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Thank you, Santa. <laughs> Thank you, Santa, yes. An, so, early, an early Christmas. Yeah. And um, the last bit of follow-up, uh, we got a really nice shout-out from, um, we, met, we mentioned on the last podcast, but it followed up, and we were mentioned on and her podcast, and it's on her website, from Allison Sheridan, who um, turns out has a friend, Dave, Dave, you out there? Hi. Has a friend in Japan who's uh, teaching, and um, spoke very highly of the podcast on her podcast, uh, the Nocilla podcast, which is a tech podcast with a, as she says, a as slightly, she said, a very slight, a slight bias, not very <laughs> slight at all. Um, She's but, a slightly uh, a bent towards stuff. a Mac as we are. Yeah, a lot of good stuff on that podcast. That was uh, this last one was was really good. It got a little bit geeky, um, but uh, very enjoyable. And that's at uh, Podfeet dot com. P o d f e e t dot com. Uh, so yeah, I'm return the favor and give her a listen because, um, she knows what she's doing and it's really good. And cause, you know, because we do podcast, we're just kind of studying her podcast technique and things and a little bit different from ours and kind of interesting. So, um, but like yeah. ours, very informative, <laughs> <laughs> unlike, but ours. seriously, it's a very informative podcast. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, if you're into if tech, you have... you're into Max, it's certainly worth a listen. And if you have a tech bent. If mm. you're more than just a casual user, let's say, of a Mac, really good stuff. There was a whole walkthrough, for example, of doing SSH mm -hmm. with the terminal mm -hmm. that was, for the first time, understandable. Exactly, exactly. Because so, you, know, you hear it and it's like you look at the... And my written, eyes glaze over. And it's, and, okay, not for me, not for me. But yeah, for the first time, it was a very clear explanation. You could understand exactly what was going on. And it's like, hey, I can do this. Right. And what, or I could if I had more than one computer. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I think the best way to say it was Allison is really good at explaining things because what took me basically on my own, I think 40 minutes or so to an hour... Mm -hmm. she put into about two to three minutes. That's and nice. I don't know how many people I could say they save, they provided me with valuable information, but they saved me time. Yeah. So yeah. 
I wonder if know, she was a teacher my, in her former life. That explains it. That explains it. I wonder. It. I wonder. It right. But certainly com- has that ability. I mean, that skill. Mm. Yeah. So if you like, if you're slightly geeky and you're interested in gear and kit, it's a, yeah, highly recommended. Allison and does all, yeah, a very good just job. Just to study her explanation by itself, right? You know, even if, if you're, you're a teacher. Into, right. you know, if you're a teacher. And why else would you be listening to this? Um because I have nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, listen to, study the way that she explained something, made something complex very simple. Uh, then there's something to be learned there. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Toy time. Toy time. Toy time. Merry Christmas. You get a you get, you get a new toy, don't you? Oh, yeah. A new yeah, expensive toy. Got a big toy. Big toy. Yeah, we just bought the Honda Fit Hybrid, which is mm. not even available in the United States. Yeah, and, and it's you said it was yellow. It's, yeah, easily <laughs> My wife easily wanted a yellow car. Well, that's safe. Actually. You're very visible. I, I, I did the, the Googling about crash rates for yellow cars. And there's no real evidence that yellow is better. Although gray cars tend to have a higher rear end, getting rear-ended more common, often than other colored cars, especially on cloudy or foggy mornings. Hmm. That makes sense. Right. Um, seems... I, uh, in the last couple of weeks, um, and this might be a factor in offsetting the stats, because um, I assume this was U.S.-based, probably, um, the question that I began reading about, not by, just by chance, was the um, why so many taxis, yellow ta- yellow cabs, mm-hmm. yellow taxis, and... Apparently, someone once upon a time uh, did some research and found yellow was the color, and so they made uh, their the taxis in their company yellow. Uh, someone else said that it was just because his wife preferred it, and <laughs> your decision is any factor that might be the um, the actual reason, but. It also might be the part of the fact that so many more yellow cars get into accidents because they're taxis. <laughs> and if you've ever driven, ridden in a taxi in the United States, you know what I mean. Right. So, but the car's treating you good, huh? Yeah, we're very, very pleased. I, I'm actually, I was reading that Honda has sold four times the number they expected. Hmm. So to put it, I've. I've driven a hybrid before. We think, Tony, we've talked about going to the states and renting. <sighs> The 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 Prius, uh, which uh, up for me was you know it was an impressive piece of machinery in terms of you know getting fifty miles per gallon, mm. um, but this is the first time that I actually owned I've owned a, a hybrid, mm. and I actually spent time reading because there's a different way to drive them, believe it or not. Oh no, I I, I, right? I believe it this, completely. Sure, the idea of pulse and glide, where you kind of accelerate a little more and then you take your foot off the accelerator, which is really kind of weird because it regenerates. It's charging the battery mm-hmm. as you coast, but it feels like you're in a low gear. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the feeling of neutral or coasting, so that's taken a while to get to, used to. But we're averaging. This is it's phenomenal. We're averaging twenty five point five kilometers per liter, which I think works out to 58 miles per gallon mm-hmm. combined, and I peaked at 80-some-odd miles per gallon on one trip. Wow. And we we filled up the tank a month ago. <laughs> Sweet. But the nice. other thing is the comparison of the carbon footprint. 
the amount mm. the amount of carbon emissions that we've decreased. So there's one thing that's really true. I don't feel bad about owning a car as much mm. as I used to. I don't feel bad about using the car. But the mm. technology is amazing. It, um, you set it up to hook up Bluetooth to your by Bluetooth to your iPhone or your iPad. Pad, you get in the car. It automatically um, pairs up. You have my little WiMac Wi-Fi router, and I'm listening to my favorite um, radio station in the United States on the car. There's no wires connected. It's it's really brilliant. It's it's incredible. It's it's, it's an amazing, you know. It's almost magical with the technology. But anyway, mm-hmm. but that's. Not the most interesting thing, hmm. but it is a, a nice big, I guess you're right, right? The difference between men and boys is the price of their toys. Hmm. There you go. There we go. So hmm. big things, but I think, what what did we say? We were going to kind of go from size downwards, right? Yeah, go down. Yeah. So what's our next big well, I guess the computers themselves, huh? Hey. I mean, you've got a whole collection. I've got one. I've just got a, um, and you were, were both Mac users, though. You you dabbled. I, well, I learned, actually, an IBM DOS a long, long time ago, and mm. uh, thought the Mac was a toy, and so I actually used one and haven't really looked back since. You've kind of gone back and forth a little bit more. But no, I'm down to one machine, um, uh, a MacBook Air. It's about a year and a half old, mm. and uh, gave up with the whole notion of syncing and keeping two computers up to date and where's my where's my data where's my app which version of the app is on which computer mm. it was just taking way too much time and uh, with the um, advent of um, the solid state drives the SSDs moved from uh, like the spinning hard disks to the uh, solid state disks the speed uh, in uh, even this air not in you know the processor is much weaker uh, than the, the MacBook Pros with the SSD, the speed is phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier. I just have one 13-inch Air, and it is my everything. everything. And you plug that into a 24-inch at, at home, I have a big monitor. I'm not sure if it's 24, 27. Is it the Apple monitor? It's an Apple monitor, but it's it's old now. It's maybe like four or five years, maybe older. could be 27, though. I think, I had... think it's 27. Because but they used yeah, to I have, have the cinema. Yeah, so I just hook it up to that, and I've got a full-size keyboard, and I've got um, a big trackpad and, and a mouse. Yes, we're going to talk about that when we go yeah. slightly smaller from the computer. So, yeah, I'm just on the one computer, and uh, and you? You know, <laughs> after as the, I, the... As I sit the, back. <laughs> the unassailable logic of your argument about what computer... And folks, this, this is where you hit that 30-second or that two-minute ahead button. Go ahead. Yeah, I would suggest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say this is where you kind of go to the kitchen and get your cup of coffee. Hmm. Like Tony, like you, Tony, I have a MacBook Air 13-inch that is a few months old. Just bought it this year. I was using the 11-inch MacBook Air, which was one of my favorite machines ever. Um, now I had one, too. It was just a great machine. Mm-hmm. I think, again, Izumi one day turned to me and she says, you really like that computer. And I said, yeah, why do you say so? And she says, that's the first machine you've never said anything bad about. That was the MacBook Air 11-inch. Um, lightweight, unbelievable. But the screen was just a little bit small. And when I was getting ready to buy the new model 
MacBook Air because of uh, the upgrades and the hard, the solid state drives a little bit faster. I was really having an interesting time trying to decide between the 11 and 13. And then what sold me was the 13 inch had, I think, an extra hour and a half battery life. Ah. And the idea of not ha- which backtracking here, having that extra hour and a half battery life compared to the 11 inch, but also the new MacBook Airs have really nice extended battery life. You can mm-hmm. basically get somewhere like eight to nine hours of use mm. out of it if you mm. work it properly. The idea of going out with a computer and not carrying a power supply. Right. Out for the day with just the computer and no power brick is so liberating. It's amazing because when you get to a MacBook Air, you're getting really light. Mm-hmm. But the power brick adds just <laughs> – and anyone who has like has a part-time day where you're moving around or you're just dragging your equipment around with you, you're shaving a couple of grams here, you're shaving a couple of grams there. Suddenly, you drop the power brick, and what is it, like 350 grams? Let me Must be just- more. I would say, I, just in, on, in that vein, right, I have a little bag that goes uh, Is this your magic bag, bag of tricks? It's my little bag of stuff. And um, there's a few pens in here. There's a, a couple of Meishi. There's a flash drive. But what I carry in here is the power supply. Because I'm, I'm, I'm one of the turtles, right? I'm a, I'm a part-timer, and everything I carry everything with me. So I have this... 20 30 pound bag that goes with me everywhere part of that is this damn power brick i have a usb to mini usb cable i have a usb charger that goes to a 30 pin adapter for my phone i have a straight one eighth inch audio cable i have a, a charging cable for my ipad i have a audio cable that goes from the one-eighth inch to red and white RCA jacks. I have a tiny USB cable, which is, I guess is a mini USB, which goes to my MiFi, portable mobile Wi-Fi thing, and an VGA adapter for my MacBook Air, and a VGA adapter for my iPad. And here in the bottom is a one eighth inch to one quarter inch adapter for the audio to go into one of those nice old Sony cassette players. You plug in like a mic and you get like some real quality sound into a room. So that together weighs almost as much as the computer. I think that's going to weigh more than the computer. Uh, no, I just weigh them. Uh, the computer's still a little bit more. Okay. The cable's actually pretty light. It's just that there's so many of them. And that's including your power supply. And that's including the power supply. Yeah. yeah. Because I but have... it's very close, but it's close, but the computer's a little bit heavier. Right. Yeah, that's why I waited, because I said, I wonder. <laughs> I picked this up, and I wonder if this is here. But no, it's still lighter. Still lighter than, still lighter than the computer. Hmm. Yeah, I don't carry so many cables around, I've because I'm based in, in my office most of the time. But right. there's one day where I'm completely on the road. And yeah. I, I have to... And I, it took me a couple of weeks to get my little bag together. You know, that, yeah, and that's that's a personal fault of mine. I I don't pack well ever. Yeah, but <laughs> I I always take twice as much as I need. Yeah, but at the other hand, I I'm never without. So. Yeah, that's the the other side is you just never know. Like 
the other day I went to a school and I forgot that they had asked me to change rooms for one day and I didn't have the right cable. So there is the idea of taking as much as you can so that you're ready for any situation. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a weight expensive way yeah. to go, but but I just came to the conclusion that's what I had to do. Yeah, I understand that. I really do understand that. But going back though to the machines, okay, right. So we yeah. both have the MacBook Airs, and yeah. even I actually was looking at the MacBook Pro, like even the 15 inch and the mm. 13 inch. They're not that heavy anymore. Uh, yeah, I had the the older one, and it was a it was a. Huge damn thing. Yeah, yeah, it was I a think, real mistake. I think we I both had 50, yeah. those. I got rid ones. of mine very quickly. Yes, yes. So I'm, I was actually tempted to get one of the 13-inch or the 15-inch, and then mainly for the screen, and the screens are better, but and also there was the better processor. Right. And the interesting thing is this is how I've changed over time. I used to always want the fastest processor. I always yep. used to want... You know, the most amount of memory. I wanted the, the best performance machine possible. And that was how I decided to get a computer or which computer I'd get. I guess that would be my metric. Well, sure. Same and here. Now, and now it's weight. And yeah. the realization. Weight, weight and battery life. Right. It's weight and battery life. And the realization that I don't need. A super powerful machine. Well, they've gotten the, but that's that's because not just you're not alone. You're not alone. There's so a lot much of power in the lowest power exactly. machine. They've gotten so fast that yeah, it doesn't need to, well, unless you're the only time you need speed is crunching huge files like video, right? Or at the end when I when I you know do crunch the podcast, um, yeah, it takes a little time, but it's it. Well, how long does I'm it not take you spend to, it, to crunch the podcast? By ah, uh, when I well after I get it all lined up and um, processed and took out the little noises and everything else the actual crunch down of the um of the podcast to the mp3 takes maybe th- four minutes three or four minutes <laughs> do you remember when that would take like six hours days yeah <laughs> yes i do <laughs> you remember yes, when I we do. were working at the old the place we worked together <laughs> and one time i had to download i think like a uh, a 20 or 30 megabyte f- um, application folder or something, and I would start the download when I left the office. Mm-hmm. The idea that now it takes four minutes, and this is with a low-spec machine, correct? Yes. Because the MacBook Air is designed for just weight and battery life. So right. I realize I'm not doing any heavy-duty number crunching. Hmm. But if I need to, the desktop machine I have, so I still have the separate machines, unlike you. And I have a, a 2009, so it's a four-year-old Mac Pro. And I like that just because it's easy to modify. There is an argument for getting that kind of computer because instead of getting rid of the whole computer, mm-hmm. you can upgrade it. So I just put in a 256 gig solid state drive and 128 gig solid state drive and i have a couple of terabyte backups so it's nice Mm -hmm. to be able to upgrade those things add the memory and you know let the machine kind of expand but the reason i have that machine and i'm not on one macbook air right now is because i have two 24 inch monitors 
Mm. And those are my... That's actually, I think, more important than the computer. Mm-hmm. A monitor, having a big monitor. I think you have that either 24 or 27 inch, right? Mm-hmm. Having two monitors is great. Especially yeah, looking as at it, a pretty teacher. sure it's 27. Yeah. Yes. You know, the idea that if you want, I can, if I want, one monitor has all the communication things the email, sure. the chat, the message thing is on one side, and what I'm working on is on the other monitor. Or my favorite thing is when. I have the article on one monitor, and I'm making the questions or the vocabulary yeah, list on yeah, the second yeah, yeah. monitor. That's great. And thank you, Apple and Mavericks, for fixing one of the big problems, uh-huh. which is now in Mavericks, you have the menu bar across both menus, uh, both yeah, monitors. Yeah, it took so long to fix that. Uh, yeah, it, it took really them irritating. an incredible... Very irritating. It was very irritating, and you have full screen now with both. Uh, it was enough. It was enough that I gave up on dual monitor. Um, I used to have the um, the MacBook open on the side mm-hmm. and work some very similar to what you talked right. about. You know, kind of things that you want to keep your eye on over to the one side and the, the main one in front of me where I was actually doing the work. Um, but the irritation with the dock and the uh, uh, menu bar at the top and was such that I just I. Just couldn't get around it. Just gave up yeah, I, and uh, just keep it in like you know, with a clamshell mode. Mm, I guess is what they call that's it. That's what they call it, where you close it up, right? Yeah. This was uh, something Windows has on Mac, is that the menu is for the application. So if you open up, for example, Word or any uh-huh. other application, mm-hmm. the menu bar is included in the application as well. And it goes to the monitor where the application well, it is just active. With the window. It's just in the window of the app. Right. So that was oh, nice. of the app. Yep. So yep. that's yep. nice. So the Apple did fix that. And the dock, though, is still a little twitchy hmm. on the monitor, right? I have to kind of play with it on one monitor to get the, the dock to show up. But two monitors, 24-inch monitor, Strong suggestion, very, very strong, is if you have that opportunity, get a big monitor. makes a big difference in how well you can work. Working. So, yeah, I guess we'll move like, a little to, to, um, to like the workspace. Yeah, and I agree completely. Yeah, uh, when you're, if you're working like with a single small machine, and, you know, they're great for portability and stuff, but for working at home, mon- the big, yeah, we, you know, I've got the Apple monitor, and it's not cheap, but you don't need... You know the Apple monitor. You can go and get a, um, a cheap. you know get a cheaper one that'll get you the, the same thing. I mean, it's not maybe have the exact color fidelity or the same degree of sharpness. But you know, take a look. Good, take a good look because you want to make sure that the text is clear and sharp because you're gonna be looking. You know, if you're a teacher, you're gonna be looking at that stuff hour after hour after hour, and the slightest fuzziness and stuff is gonna add to fatigue and headaches, and it's just gonna wear you down. So make sure Very you get. Good. A good enough monitor, um, but you don't need to to spend the exorbitant amounts of money that you would, for example, if you were doing critical color photography. Mm. You know, emphasis on the on the on the sharpness of the text. Yes, uh, and you can get some really good deals mm. out there. And it makes it compared to like a a small portable screen, one of these big screens. There's just there's no comparison whatsoever. Right. It's a different experience. Yeah. And ditto um, keyboards, right? Well, I was about to I say that, f- but let me go back to one thing on the monitor. Mm, okay. So if, cool. if any listener, if you decide to go out and get a monitor and you go into the, the shop, have them turn off the computer games that are on all the different monitors and have them put up a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. That's because you, it's exactly get what it you a very said. small resolution, right. high resolution. Get it to the a maximum resolution. A spreadsheet with lots of detail and, and, and make and, it the font small. And have them turn 
the brightness down to the middle level so that you can really get a comparison because different monitors have different levels of brightness. Try to get them to as much as possible approximate each other. But Yeah, and some, some monitors as well as televisions have a special um, display mode. So, for example, TVs and things and monitors when they're on display in the store – there's a special Sometimes display have a mode. special setting, right, so that it's brighter and the colors are all jacked up so that when it's next to, next to the other one, it looks more dynamic. And, you know, you'd never use it that way at home, but when you're in, in, the, uh, in the store, this one looks – this one is really bright and clear, and this one is very dull. Well, yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's tweaked up. You know, the adjustments are such that, yeah, you, it's, it looks really – You're trying to promote one over the other or yeah. for some reason. So try to get everything adjusted right and – get a good monitor makes a big difference and now we get to the other in, uh, so we're, we've gone from cars computers monitors right and yeah now let's we're get to the rest of the workstations. keyboards, yeah. keyboards yeah. right and other peripherals yeah so yeah a big keyboard a full-size keyboard i mean it, that's the really the only way to work if you're if you're typing number pad um, number pad <laughs> some people like the the old tile clacky 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 ones um um, I'm not a touch typist. Um, I like the little chiclet style Apple keyboards that like has very little movement, very little action, very tight action, like a you know a well configured guitar where the strings are way down close to the. So that's what you're board. saying is that the travel, the amount of travel, the travel. distance of for the me, key, I like it like you minimal. like the minimal. Some people like the bigger, noisier, clackier ones, and that's it's a personal thing, but the size, right? Full size, get it spread out so that you're not sitting crunched with your shoulders and your hands squished together on a tiny little keyboard. Or, you know, one of the arguments that I have against, the, you know, we're using the um, iPad for work with the little portable keyboards. Mm. Even the keyboards <laughs> that come with them, they're too tiny. Mm. They're too tiny. And it's like, dee, 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 dee. I said, I'm not going to work. <laughs> I'm going to go read a book. I find that my fingers start like like sliding against each other they're like stuck next to each other because the keyboard yeah, yeah, so, i can't wrong. really type very well on the ipad but you're talking about a full keyboard with a numeric pad absolutely you gotta have the number pad the numeric pad gotta have that especially if you're a teacher for those spreadsheets right yeah because this yeah the ease the speed and the chance for mis for error all of that just improved greatly with the uh, with the numeric keypads, especially grade time. I mean, how how else you can't work any other way? Uh, it's, it saves you a lot of time. And actually, I I am a touch typist basically, mm. and I'm also on the numeric pad. I do that blind. I've, yeah. I've, I'm entering those numbers blindly. That I can do blind. Right. Yeah. But I want to go back to the keyboard again. And again, mm -hmm. if you've never compared keyboards, it's hard to understand this. But you can go to a computer shop, and they'll have like. 20, 30 different keyboards. Sure. Yodobashi Camera has a Japan, bunch of yeah, them. Right. And you go there and you play around with the keyboards. You start just tapping on them and typing. And you will be surprised by the incredible variability mm -hmm. of keyboards. Some have more travel distance. Some have a softer touch, a harder touch. The keys feel differently as you're typing. Even the shape of the keys. Some have little indent curves for your fingertips. Sure. Um, Big difference. And you know... Microsoft used to make some good keyboards. Yeah, but I think it was IBM laptops and Lenovo for a long time had these incredible keyboards. Those, it's the old IBM, I think, is and Microsoft. Yeah, Microsoft had also some ergonomic keyboards. Did yeah. they have a split one? 
They did. And remember the old Apple split one also? Yeah, this is where the, you could split out the keyboard, the left side of the right side, and then angle it because your hands naturally don't want to yeah, sit yeah. straight. So you, 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 yeah, exactly. So spread them a little bit farther apart and angle them to fit your hands and things. But yeah, it never worked for me because I don't type that well. well it, they didn't work for me either because it threw off my typing. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's, again, try out a bunch of different keyboards because if you find, even if you have, again, the laptop and you were doing what, you know, you're doing, Tony, having connecting it to a monitor, having that big keyboard just plugging it in it's a really big difference it really is nice in terms of being able to type move the screen a little bit away from you um get a little bit more desk space it's Mm -hmm. a nice thing to do but i want to go back to something you said you're one of those guys who uses both both a mouse and a touchpad and this is the touchpad on your you're not on your laptop you're talking about no 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 it's a it's an outboard wireless bluetooth you're using the apple bluetooth touchpad that right, it's about four inches by four inches, maybe. And you're using a mouse. And a mouse, too. And the reason for this is? Um, several. Um, they're, they're each good for different things. Um, the gestures that you get on the uh, trackpad, so, for example, the swinging from one desktop to another, or space, as it used to be called, um, with the, the Apple mouse that I have, the Surface also has gesture capability but the surface is so small that it's hard to be accurate uh with the gesture the, the i use the trackpad mostly for gestures and like scrolling up and scrolling down it's much more natural um however the mouse is much much more precise so for example if i'm working in photoshop and touching retouching a photo if i'm trying to select text or if i'm moving uh, in a in a document a sentence from one spot to another a word another that type of thing that I'll use the mouse for for bigger system wide things of the gestures and things I'll use the trackpad um, splitting it up also then reduces the the RSI the repetitive stress injury possibility too because I'm using spread out over different areas are you using for example are you right handed or left handed Right-handed, and they're both on the they're right. They're both hand. on the right side. So they logically, if I was going to start you this would, again, you would put the I would train on the myself left. to put one on the left. You'd put the trackpad yeah. on the left side, which is actually sometimes yeah. when I've tried to use the two, that's what I've done mm-hmm. is I put the trackpad on the left and the mouse on the right because it's exactly what you said about they do different things well. Mm. And I may try to train myself to do that because that seems a lot. There more are people sensible. who do that. It's really sensible because you're just you know pinching and spreading your fingers and sliding. And by the way, you mentioned the different desktops in the Mac. So anybody who doesn't know this is that you can have multiple desktops on a Mac, which means you just put one window of one app on one desktop and you move to another desktop. And I think it's as simple as a. It's just three fingers. On the trackpad, I've got. Well, it's configurable, so you can change it. Mine's a four-finger swipe. Right. Okay, it's a four-finger swipe, and you just slide it, and it goes to a new desktop, so your desktop doesn't get crowded. Or it's a nice way to go. I and separate things functionally, right? So, for example, what I have is the the first desktop is basically communication. It's my email, um, my uh, Twitter. The second one is the one I'm working on right now. It's um, all the podcast stuff. It's uh, it's our Skype. It's our sound panels. There's uh, my page of notes and uh, the actual recording itself. Um, 
on the next page over is some schoolwork that I was doing um, before we started recording. So, yeah, I split mine up functionally. Other people can do things different way. Um, some people like working with applications in what's, what's called full screen mode, mm -hmm. where the application takes over the whole screen, and you can have a set, you know, you, that automatically sets up a separate screen for that. So you might have one screen for each application if you like working that way. When you're almost, if you're on the, um, on the on the on the MacBook on the small screen portable, you're almost forced to do that into that, and it works well. That it way. works very well. It but if you well. have a bigger monitor, then you have certain freedom that you can. Yeah, do it's the... a little more efficient. You can crunch things together yes. side by yes. side right there. So the thing again with the mouse, the mice, the mouses. The mm. <laughs> I have no idea. By the way, there was a um, a Linux operating system i forget the name or it's not the operating system it's the graphic um interface i forget exactly there's a technical word for this um that had a, a sub a motto or a subline that says kill the rodent and it was completely the idea was it was all keyboard based Mm -hmm. Because the idea is that when you're typing and you're working, the last thing you really want to do is take your hands off the keyboard and shift it over to a mouse to do something. It's really mm -hmm. nice. So keyboard shortcuts, learn them. They're great. They're useful. Mm -hmm. um, Good point. But in terms of a mouse, mice come in a variety of shapes, contoured, standard, traditional, size-wise. I found that the, one of the most important things for me in using a mouse is the weight. Mm -hmm. You know? Size and weight is really important for me. There's a certain amount of heft I need in a mouse to feel really comfortable using it. If it's too light, I don't like it. Yes, yes, I agree. It gives that kind of stability. That helps so, you yeah, get really the, accurate also. If it's heavier, yeah, it's easier. Yeah, the heft of it. The heft helps. The shape of it for comfort and the friction. Right. The friction, the combination well of what you're, the bottom and what you're using for a mouse pad. Yes, if you're using a mouse pad. But the mouse pad yeah, allows I mean, you to... Right, kind of fine-tune the friction. Right. I use a piece of cardboard huh. from a box. It's cut to size, uh, so it's much bigger than you'd get than most mouse pads. And it also has a little notch that kind of fits into a spot on the desk so it doesn't move around, so I don't have to glue it down or anything. Mm -hmm. And then when it gets kind of too funky, it goes into the trash, and I cut up another box. And so let's recycle and be ecologically aware. So yeah, just being cheap. <laughs> actually, in, in many ways, they do coincide. That's right. That's the amazing. Yeah, very thing. often, very often they do. It's I'm amazed <laughs> at, that it's been. A, it's really a good idea to recycle things as much as possible. In fact, I, I guess maybe. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say that I just um, did that with a backpack. I, I got a new backpack for traveling between mm. Osaka and Yokohama. Well, that's a whole show all by itself. Yeah, backpack, kind it's, of bags, yeah exactly. Right? I just wanted to mention this was almost a nightmare there's so many different backpacks and how you do things we have to do so a show that choices, but what huh? i did i found out was i started taking off all of the plastic connectors off the old backpack because those things break right you know i close a car door and i break one and then i don't have the connector and so now just if you have an old backpack and you're getting a new backpack figure out what's reusable a lot of reusable stuff from backpacks uh -huh. okay so mice trackpads um there any other peripherals um well not not peripherals I, with but the machine itself but like the um drawing pads by the way okay i have a um, i guess it's the wacom 
drawing pad. Mm-hmm. I have it, and Ve- I never use um, it. Very good for working on f- photographs. Um, it's mm-hmm. good for when I need to draw things. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's a, an example of right tool for the right purpose. Mm-hmm. And I got the really, really big one, and I mm-hmm. wish I had it. I wish, hmm. because it's really nice if I'm working on a photograph or I'm retouching it when I have that kind of time. You know, I guess during the New Year break, I'll be able to do that. But if you're going to, I think if I were going to get a drawing pad again, I'd get a smaller one so that it doesn't require, it doesn't take up all the space on the desk. But Wacom, I think, is that's the name of the company, right? Wacom? Wacom. Yes. They, I saw this. This was brilliant. It's a drawing pad that has a monitor in it. So you actually can draw on the picture. It's like drawing on a screen. It's like an iPad. Yeah, I was just going to say. iPad. Yeah, iPad. iPad. Yeah. iPad. You have an iPad. I have an iPad. I have an iPad, too. Oh. You have the iPad. I have the, I have the old iPad mini. I have the old iPad, Not too. The, yeah, yeah, meaning not the, uh, not the brand new Retina um, mini. Yes. But uh, it's, it, yeah, it's an old one. It's, it's almost a year old. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, you're in, I think, the same kind of situation I am, which is the, uh, the tablet is now a required piece of equipment, correct? Mm, if your so. iPad were to die, if it were lost, if it didn't work, you would buy a new one, would you not? Immediately, Immediately yeah. right? It's become. But that's me. I, I don't know. That's also <laughs> no, me. It's, it's become. Me. It's become something I have to have with me. The idea of only being able to use, let's say, my my computer, is not acceptable anymore because the iPad yeah. again does certain things really well. Reading, web, um, viewing, watching videos, um, working on a train. Yeah, you can't, exactly. You can't working on the them. train and, and uh, demonstrating things in the classroom. Yes. It's just really yes. it's a wonderful tool. Yes. And is it okay to jump to an app at this point or should we focus on hardware? Um, I don't care. Okay. Go with the app. Before right before I go with the app, the using the iPad to show things to students instead of walking around with the laptop, you know, there's like less of a barrier. There's that less of the physical aspect of it. And I like the fact that I can write on the iPad, right? You can draw things and you can mm-hmm. mark things out. But by the way, if you don't have an iPad and if you're walking around, some people recommend having a little plastic uh, whiteboard. But I think I've mentioned this before. Take a piece of chalk and write on a table in front of the students, and then you just wipe it off with your hand. It's as good as an iPad in many ways. <laughs> but the iPad's great. It's really good for that. And there's a way to – it's, I think, called – what is it? It's not – It's I think it's Airstream. Or is that the Apple program, Apple app? Uh, I think it's the same. It's um, Air something. It's Air Sketch. Air, it's Air, Air, Air Sketch display. is the name. It's called Air Sketch. Okay. I don't. I don't know what this is. Air Sketch is basically a, a little like um, drawing area um, that you. It allows you to send what's on the iPad to your computer, which is hooked up to a projector. So I can be walking around the room, and I can be writing something down 
on the iPad, and that's showing up on the screen on the projector. Oh, okay, it gives you it gives you a window on the Mac that you, that, that is then reflects, right. so that the display is what you got on the and, iPad. Cool. Yeah, and here's and the iPad's great. And here's what I did: I took the textbooks I use. And there's a an office in our school that has a book cutter. Have you ever seen these? You know, it's a blade that comes straight down vertically, and it cuts up the back of a book off. Yeah, 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 I yeah, yeah. took all my textbooks over there. I cut the back of the books over. And talking about a great piece of equipment, I can't believe I forgot this. It's the Fuji Xerox, I think, ScanSnap. Little portable scanner? It's not a portable. There's a desktop model, too. Mm-hmm. And these things are incredible. Um I have it. It takes up very little space on my desk, and they just upgraded the the, the firmware so that it can wireless, wirelessly send the scans to your computer so it doesn't need a cable connecting it, and it automatically goes to sleep. So all you have to do is open it up, start scanning, and there's no extra connections. There's no cables on your desk. So that's a great thing. So what I do, though, is I take my textbooks and I scan them through the Fuji Xerox ScanSnap. Nice. Yeah. And they're in my iPad. Yeah. I don't have, yeah. you yeah. know, five, six, seven textbooks. They're all in my iPad now. And it's great. And this AirSketch, um, they're saved as PDFs. And the AirSketch will open up the PDFs. And I have that the textbook page open it's on the screen i'm walking around the classroom i've got my nice little bamboo wacom bamboo pen with its little rubber nib that allows me to draw on the ipad i'm able to circle things highlight things check mark things write the answers in it's very very nice very very nice so i think the the ipad is great but i think though you could carry around a, an apple tv right you could, you could. <laughs> with the cable. I'm thinking about that little bag that right, I've got. Right, there's exactly. no little more room so, in that little bag, and that's another right. another so that's why chunk of weight. Air Sketch is nice. It saves me the trouble, mm-hmm. and also I think the Apple TV output is an HDMI, and I've only seen an HDMI connector for a projector in one classroom. Yeah, most of them are still VGA. still that VGA. So. <clears throat> I'm taking, I have to take my computer anyhow. So, and then I have the Apple Display Port, or not the Display Port, it's now a Thunderbolt Port to VGA adapter. And by the way, the old pre Thunderbolt, it's not Thunderbolt, is it? It is Thunderbolt. The mm-hmm. old mini display to VGA cable works on the Thunderbolt, to, so it's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Okay. So, yeah, iPads are good. iPads are good. And just rounding out the uh, the office, I guess, um, can you get yourself a good chair? Start, start, <laughs> start there, start there. <laughs> get yourself a chair because you're spending, you know, clock the number of hours your butt is in that chair uh, over a course of a year. Um, 25 and years. think about your back. Um, get yourself a good chair. Am I, I have one of those Herman Muller chairs. You too, Aaron. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, me too. Those are same. Excellent, excellent. Adjustable. Yeah, they're very, they're insanely expensive. But you know, if you're going to have it, they last. They, mine is over ten years old. Mine is probably, I think. I think mine is going on fifteen. Mine's years. going on about seventeen, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So yeah, it had like two yeah, inches of dust over on the, the years. Back. Yeah, that's how old it is. Yeah. But it's so it's 
adjustable and you put everything exactly where you want it. It's got good back support. Um, it doesn't need to be that chair, of course. Um, it spawned all kinds of imitations and and the blood that you can probably get very similar functionality for uh, a lot less money. But again, go sit, go sit in them, try them out. Imagine, you know, spending hours and hours and hours because you will in that chair and uh, do yourself a favor. It makes a big difference um, to back pain and fatigue and um, you know alertness and just ability to do your job. It's it's, it's important. Yeah. Big thing. Some people have okay. gone to standing desks. By the way, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, I've been tempted, <clears throat> but make sense. every time I, I read it, everybody knees, says the first no, three four days back, are just no. painful. <clears throat> but no, I can't even imagine. Speaking about chairs, then there's also desks. Splurge, mm. splurge on a desk, <clears throat> and I've discovered actually that the most important dimension of a desk for me now is depth. 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 Yep. It's not width or length it's depth no their width and length would be depth right because i need to be able to move things away from me and a lot of times i have a laptop open and a writing pad in front of the laptop yeah you need some geography in front of the screen so that you can put your books and papers on top of that and then have the keyboard too right so you got the screen right the junk and then the the keyboard so you might want to there's so many times where you need that right so you might want to prioritize depth over width if you have if it comes down to that and also the height, but yeah, I agree with you. The chair is really important. I think, you know, most of us are working at home. I don't know any teacher who's not working, who doesn't work at home a couple of hours mm-hmm. every day, right? So that desk and that chair, um, getting everything adjusted properly is really important. And then other peripherals, right, Tony? Um, we're both, um, we both use Samson mics. Okay, yeah, we both use Samson mics. And you um, as the... And that's, we, we use it for the podcast, but I also use it for making recordings for classes, right, for all different kinds of things. Um, I, you know, I teach some specific listening classes, but some of the regular conversation classes have a listening component. Um, for holidays and things, I have a Halloween story that I do. I have a recording of that that I made. Um, you might do something like that at, at Christmas time if you do some kind of special Christmas stuff. Um, or other holidays or other, you know, different type of thing, depending on what you're doing, the Gettysburg Address for all that matters. If you've got more than one class, rather than read it in the classroom itself, make the recording and uh, get run, you, while the, the recording's playing, you can run around the class, you can do something else with the kids. Help them yeah, I use the, out. Wake them up. the microphone for a lot of different things. And uh, mm. a good microphone is very helpful it improves sound quality dramatically over the built-in microphone so if you and you know yeah you don't need to spend a lot of money there's a lot of good mics for under a hundred dollars well, this one was pretty cheap wasn't it that's <clears throat> uh, i think it's the the, the samson a meteor is 80 or 90 dollars right. and then it might be a little bit less you made the great suggestion of getting a good mic stand yeah, yeah. if you're you uh, make a lot of recordings that makes a big big, yes, big difference yes. you suggested that to me and it's <clears throat> made a big difference and you recommended one kind that's nice heavy bass it's got a good long arm could, and really cheap it was right, right? it was like uh it was like 1500 yen about maybe? 15 dollars yeah. yeah yeah in fact i i bought i have one in my office at work and i have one at home cool right it's yeah. just very very nice and the the stand is a good idea okay so any other hardware um external hard drives not really um well, you need them for backup, but anything will do. Right, anything will really do. As long as do. it's not too old. Um, yeah. Don't yeah. you don't have to really. Yeah, you have a have more than one. Yes. Backup, backup, and remember, backup, backup, backup. We'll get a software in a backup, geographically backup, different backup. place. This is where yeah, something like Dropbox or something in the cloud is really valuable. Yeah. And if you don't have that, then take all your important documents 
burn them onto a DVD or a CD and mail it to somebody once a month back home. Yeah. Got to have that yep. because um, yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Or you know, even at a friend's house somewhere else. Well, anywhere, so, well, anywhere as long other than where right, you're at. It should not, it, not, in, not in your, near your house or not in the office. But um, yeah. this brings us to different kinds of software. Yeah, one little, last little physical thing. One little, little physical stocking, thing? A little physical thing. A stocking stuffer. Um, everyone's got an MP3 player of some kind. You know, an iPod, an iPad, something else. Is there anything? There's, there's got to be other things, right? Um, other phones, for example. Listen to the music on the, on, on the go. Whatever kind of, ear, you know oh. where I'm going, whatever kind of earphones you've got, in-ear it, headphones, comply ear tips. Yes, yes. C-O-M-P-L-Y. I think it's comply.com. But you do comply foam ear tips. They're made of the same kind of material that um, are, is used for um, air, um, earplugs, right? You go on the airplane to drown, you know, to kill the, the jet sound. You squish it down together and you jam it into your ear then it expands and everything goes silent and they're comfortable and yeah they do the same thing they just fit on the end of your um your uh ear monitors uh you stick them in your ear and it takes out all that train noise all those announcements all the din of the streets they're they're not safe on to walk on the street for that reason but when you're on the train and with all that sound being deadened you don't need to crank up your music and you're saving your this ears. This is what I was going to say, Tony. And w- Actually, I forgot. We should talk about headphones or in-earbuds, whatever. But yes, that was amazing. I remember when I got my first iPod and I had the um, the Apple head, you know, earbuds, right? And yeah. I was on the train. And, you know, um, this is the, I think, the, the first generation click wheel. Long time ago. But the mm-hmm. volume bar was basically at 75% when I was riding the train. Mm-hmm. And I bought some. One, I I bought them again, but they lasted for years. You know the Edematic ER4Ps, mm-hmm. which are in they go really deep in your ears, and it's made they're mm-hmm. kind of kind of a flat kind of sound to them. But I really like them; they're clear. Oh, I, I bought them. Too. I stuck them in my ear, and the volume bar went down to like fifteen percent. In other words, I was just blasting loud music into my ears to overcome all the train noise so to our listeners out there if you have not upgraded to some kind of headphone or in-ear bud or anything that cuts out and isolates the sound please do so quickly because it will save your ears Mm. it's um it's an amazing thing, and actually, I've learned how to walk with the comply tips in my ears. <laughs> oh, I, I, I you, well, I do too. You, I just you have to wanna, be so much. I, I'm going right? to caution other people right. so they don't get killed following our advice. But no, I, I, they're in my ear before I get right. on the elevator. Please do not do this at home. <laughs> yeah, do as I say, not as <laughs> I do. Something like that, right? But <laughs> how about should we just talk about headphones for a second? Because you're quite the, Go. the headphone. Yeah. Um, what's the word? Master. Mm-hmm. You got okay. you have I'll, quite a I'll, few. I'll take you that. Have yeah. How many? I own a bunch, and um, you own I, more I, than I write a bunch. reviews for. <laughs> I, write, I own a bunch, and I write, and I've heard a and bunch. You have reviewed, for and I write Macworld. reviews for MacWorld. Yes. And, um, uh, and I think so, I mentioned yeah. headphones. Headphones, I'm comfortable talking. Yeah, about. I think I mentioned to you, Tony, <laughs> that you're um, in one of my classes. I have a technical writing class, and we were working on reviews. And I used your MacWorld review of some yeah, very honored. headphones. For as an Thank example, you. I said this is an example of how to review things. 
and how to be fair and objective. Do you, I remember it's Macworld. When was it? Two thousand eleven. I don't know. They, I, I can't keep I, track. I, I don't of, have it of what right it goes with me out right there. now, yeah. but it's really you did a really good job. But I know good. that I have two pairs. I have the Edemotic ER4Ps, which are about one hundred and eighty dollars, I think, from Amazon. And those are very, very made good. by a hear. They used to be a hearing aid company, yeah. right? So I, yeah, they know ears. Yes, um, <clears throat> very neutral in the sense that they basically reproduce everything very clearly great trebles great mids they go in really deep into your ears but they're unbelievably lightweight they're like nothing mm, and they give you that wonderful little um clip for the shirt mm, and mm. you put the complies on those it's great and the other pair i have are some shores i think uh the which the 535s yes yes the 535s and those are pricey yeah very pricey and I think almost one and a half times to two times the price of the Edomotics. Yeah, like three or four hundred. Very bucks. good sound, but just not um, as easy to move around. They don't fit my ears mm-hmm. in the same way. So, by the way, mm-hmm. for people who are going out to get in earbuds, this is the problem: is that you just don't know how well they're going to fit mm-hmm. until after you've used them for a while. Because ears, so ears are so different, right? Right? but the right? complies they, basically so allow. You to pretty much fit almost anything to your ear in a comfortable way. Yeah, because the tips come in various different sizes, small, small, yes. medium, and large, obviously, and yeah, it really yeah. works. And you well. have to keep buying them because they do degrade over time. But mm. it's one of those things that it's worth it. Yeah, once you try and them, the, you yes. won't go without And them. investing in a pair of earbuds, sound quality goes up, the quality of your music will go up, and you will suddenly realize that you have to, (laughs) you know, burn your entire CD collection again in Apple lossless, because your MP3 quality is, you can hear the difference, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, along with the Edemox ER4Ps, they also make a, a less expensive model, which is almost as good and if you're lucky they might be almost they might be actually as good because because they don't there's not as much attention to the manufacturing detail but um they come with uh inline microphone and control if which that's a lot important of people to like. you. yeah so it's hf3 or the hf5 hh5 is the one for the iphone hf3 is for uh non-apple phones and things but um uh, those um those sound almost as good as the er4ps right but the R4Ps are, are, are very nice pieces. And then you have, I think, those incredible Grotto, don't you? Uh, those are, those are um, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. But, the, but you know, they're, they're good, and they have a little more bass than the Etymotics. But, again, they're so pricey. Um, you really have to be serious right. uh, about it. The GR, they are GR10s. Yes. Um, then they're, they're very pricey. For under $100, there's a, there's a company that makes a couple of good headphones, uh, it's M-E Electronics. Right, these you've recommended M-E-E. a number of times to me, yes. Yeah, and they make two. Um, one is the A161P. Great name. Just, these guys got to work um, on their names, yeah. A161P monitors, and those are, have, are very flat, um, very accurate, but on, like the Etymotics, not maybe not quite as much detail, but a good bit more good quality base. They're very good, and they're they're like half the price of of the of the Etymotics. Um If you if you're looking for a little more quote unquote fun type phone, a little more boosted highs and boosted lows, uh, they make something called the M Duo M Dash Duo, which has dual drivers, uh, which is really rare for an under hundred dollar headphone, and um, for 
the average listener really a great bang for the yes. buck. But the point is that if you are still listening on the supplied <laughs> headbuds, you have no idea what you're missing. Uh, please, uh, uh, please. You're missing if out. any piece you're of advice out. you're going to follow from us, this might be it. This can this will change yeah. the quality of your life, especially if you have a long commute every day. And don't and and this is one case where don't skimp, don't skimp. on money so much because because you you think about like a fit like I think a lot of people's mind a fifty dollar wall there. The difference between a fifty dollar headphone and a hundred dollar headphone is huge. Mm. It's huge. Yes. Um, you can du- you can double triple the quality by going from fifty dollars to eighty dollars. So think about it's hundred. If you want to put, you know, if money's tight, try to try to or just wait and save up, and get and spend a hundred bucks. It's just uh, it makes a big difference. It's a, it was it was a, a life changer for me. It made it the yeah. commute, especially for those of us who spend our lives on trains. Right. A good pair of headphones and uh, those comply tips just transforms your commute. It's it's. A completely different right. experience. And even when you're listening to podcasts, they will transform the podcast. You'll hear the voices mm. more clearly. And oh yeah, yeah, and you get that wall of silence, right. the cone of silence, yes. in fact, and it's just it's life. I think a lot of times I don't even play anything on my iPad, my iPod. I just have the headphones in because it reduces yeah, all that background that noise when I'm on the train. But the, this is maybe I think we both agree this is a life changer. Getting yeah. a really nice pet. You don't have to get top of the line. You don't have to be as crazy as Tony and I. But we're also audiophiles. I think we really like good sound. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. different. Okay. How about favorite apps, toys? Okay. Software, kind of fast. Let's go. Huh? We're over an hour. Oh, well, we started, we, we started talking about the hard drives. Let's just talk about backup software yes. because you know, people in my Mac group, they're always tired of me because it's like backup, backup, backup. Because there backup, are two backup, kinds of people God, in the backup. world. And I know what group right. I'm in because I've gotten screwed. Right. People who have lost data and people who will. I've faced the full yes, disaster. Yes, and it's and, not fun. Um, but there are two um, apps. I'm sorry, Windows folks. These are these are both Mac apps, um, but they're both excellent. They're both very very good. Um, I don't know that I can recommend one over the other. I've used each alternately for years, and uh, none, neither has ever let me down. One of them is. Carbon Copy Cloner, CCC, and the other is Super Duper, one word, S-U-P-E-R-D-U-P-E-R, Super Duper, and Carbon Copy Cloner. Um, both, um, they have, I think they both have free versions, both have um, uh, paid versions, which offer things like schedulability, and mine are just scheduled to, uh, every night, just clone my Mac, every to night. To an external drive. So I have a... To an external drive, so I've always got an external drive. If something happens to my hard drive on my machine, I can just boot from that external drive, and I've, all I've lost is one day. Might I interrupt you for and a second? Not even that, because I've got whatever else I have in Dropbox. Go. Okay. Let me just ask you real quickly. Um, Macs come with Time Machine. Yes. And you don't use that because? Um, I prefer to have the clone, which is... G- I don't need to go through a, a separate application to get at my stuff. My brain is kind of still old school, and it's kind of like when I sit in front of a computer, it automatically goes into um, a hierarchical file structure mode, and I see everything that way. Um, Time Machine, I feel, kind of gets in my way because I want to get past it because I know where the file is. I just want to get to the file. I don't want to go through the Time Machine interface, which is making it easy for me. Which which it's not. I say that ironically because one but of the few times Apple people, fails on this. 
Yeah, well, it's I, I don't think time machine is for you and me. Okay. T- time machine is for people. It's like backup. Huh, wh- why what, am what I? What does doing that mean? This? So you buy you you buy a hard drive. Okay, I spend all this money. What I, what I do? Okay, you press this button. Time machine. Okay, I, that's it. Okay, I'm done. Okay, fine, I'm done. And I think that's. It's better than nothing. So let me just interrupt again. Seems to be interrupting today. Mm-hmm. Is that if you're not familiar with the ideas and concepts behind backing up, it's a real good thing to get familiar with it because Time Machine basically takes a picture of your computer, right? I think that's basically how it works. And it everything is there, but you can't get your files. When you back up using either SuperDuper or Carbon Cloner, it actually create makes a complete copy of your file structure, your operating system, all your folders, files, preferences on that external hard drive, for example. Yeah, your external hard drive becomes a clone right. and it's bootable. of the hard drive in your computer. Bootable. So right. in other words, you could buy a new computer and start it off from that. If something happens to the internal hard drive on your computer, um, or is it whatever, something happens, it crashes out, it's totally bootable, which means you can start your computer from that external hard drive. Or somebody else's exactly, computer. Exactly, or a new computer, uh-huh. right? Anyone. And you have access to those folders. But the great thing is you don't even have to use it to be bootable. If you plug it in, as you just pointed out, all your files are there in the usual way you look at them. They're, yeah, they're guess. easy to find because they're just where they just where they should okay. be. So carbon cloner, super duper. By the way, is it carbon copy cloner or carbon cloner? I wish it was carbon carbon cloner. Co- carbon co- carbon copy. Too cloner. bad because carbon cloner and super duper just are really well named apps. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike those headphones, right? The one eight R A B Z, right, or something. Okay, mm. so two things for backup. What other software um, that you really like? Apps that you really uh, let's like. Let's see. Um, uh, well, we we have to say Dropbox, right? right? First thing, new machine. Because we're talking about like backup and stuff, and uh, yeah, so you got one copy on your clone, and anything that's critical automatically should be in Dropbox, and that's where you maybe your original should be. So you've got it on your machine, and you've got it in Dropbox, and Dropbox will let you go back at previous. When you store something, it goes. You go back into previous you versions the of the same document. When you that, go to the that website. is an incredibly wonderful feature, and it keeps up for up to thirty days. Can't say enough. Can't say also, enough good also about it. Deleted files they keep for I think thirty yes. days, and having the previous yeah. versions in a spreadsheet should a spreadsheet become corrupt, for example, which they do sometimes. Yeah. Oh, great, great, great! Yeah. Dropbox is the first Perfect. thing I put on a new machine, and if you're yeah. like me and you're moving between two machines or three machines, sometimes Dropbox makes all those files synchronized. It's great. Okay, so Dropbox. What else? Uh, text expander. Yeah, very nice. Text expander that um, allows you to save blocks of text that you use over and over, and uh, lets you assign a shortcut uh, to uh, that you type in. And when you type in the shortcut, uh, it gives you the full block of text. You could, for example, if you're grading uh, papers and you have you know the ten comments that you make over and over again. You know, paragraphs need work. Uh, con, you know, topic too vague, topic too wide, whatever they might be, and you might be more extensive. And then you just type in T T O P I C, topic, bam, into the document goes like that extended piece of text. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have, for example, a warning letter that you give to students in the middle of the semester, saying, "Listen, you're in danger of passing, failing for whatever reason." W W A I R N I G bang it it comes out. Um, 
of interest to nobody <laughs> other than the geeks out there. One of the things that I did with uh, with uh, Text Expander, one of its recent um, enhancements, is that when I um, create or I have to modify the file that um, links to the podcast for iTunes, it's an, it's an XML file. I just go Geek. to the to that file and type in i i t e m and in the file in that spot it creates the text for a new item which is the podcast with in, in the little there's like a little window comes up with blanks for the relevant thing so the title the size the length etc cetera, etc cetera, and all the parts that I need to fill in the rest of it is all just the code that I only had I only had to type in the first time and the important thing here with things like text it's a time saver that it's not just one word people just think you can just put one word in and it, the text will expand you can put a whole lot of stuff in it by the way mavericks i think under in the system preferences key, keyboard mm. now has a yes. text expander built in yes it's got a little little shortcut function and uh, as does the iphone and right. the ipad so it's, it's, a, it's keyboard and then it's under text i think and you can do yeah, the same. Text, text expander is a biggie, though. It, it's a way, it, way it just, more it's, it's a lot but, more configurable, which is a real important thing. Yeah. Okay. So Dropbox, uh, text expander. Do you have any And uh, the standard? Um, you use um, numbers instead of Excel, correct? And we've talked about this before. For the most right. part, any yeah. Any other kind of favorite apps, Tony? Um, one, we talked about scanning. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I've never... Uh, encountered uh, scanning software that comes with a scanner or, or printer to be never, very never. good. Um, there's an application which is expensive. I think it's about $80. I know what you're talking about. View yes, scan. worth it. It's worth it because it runs on all, almost any scanner made. It has built-in OCR. So when you scan, like just like Charles was talking about scanning those pages, it can come out as a PDF. It can come as a text-aware PDF, so you can select that text and modify it, copy it, paste it, modify the PDF. Um, lifesaver. So again, it saves days. And I mean, if you, whichever way you do it, whether you dictate into a, an, uh, um, a speech-to-text environment to get that document or you retype it, um, it just saves so much time. And it's just runs like a train, never fails, just yes. goes. And really if nice. you're someone who has a lot of uh, old slides or old um, negatives, film negatives, you know, you're in that age group, for example, or I just happen to like using film, you can even get those old film scanners and it has it will run them for you as well. Mm. It's a great, if you need to do texting, that thing is great. It's really, really nice. And of course, there's always our favorite Evernote. Ah, Evernote. You're one of the originals. Yep. Wait, we, we, they remember when they sent the email out saying, "Yeah, thank yeah, you? yeah." I gave you a and number. I was really proud of myself. I think I was like 180 or 160,000. I was 160,000. What were you like? 27,000 or something? No, I was. It was. It was like maybe 1,200 or something like that. Yeah, it was 2,000 maybe. I don't know. You were super. It was down there. Really, really. I didn't. But I had nothing to compare it to. I have no idea where I was on it. But yeah, compared to your number, it was really low. Really low. And I was. I actually had a low number. But what a great marketing thing! What a great. That was just like somebody's very smart. Anyway, Evernote. 
So what is Evernote anyway? It's just basically fast. a note-taking application. Web Clipper takes um, – you can put notes in, pictures. You can write notes. You can make uh, recordings. Um, you're on a web page. You want to keep that web page for the future. It takes like a picture of the web page, keeps it around. Great thing at – and it keeps it. And it keeps it online. It. It's, it's a website, it's and you can sync it from your iPad to your home. It computer. works on the iPhone. It works on the ah, iPad. It goes to Android, right? It's on Windows. Yep. It's a yeah, totally cross platform. Cross platform. But the great thing about it is that let's say you take a picture, and there's like a sign, and there's text. F- it's, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. You want to explain it? It's one of the great. Th- it's really a cool thing. Why did you explain? Yeah, you take a, take a picture of a bunch of text, and it, it's it's got a built-in OCR. And, right. <laughs> it turns it to a, a text searchable searchable PDF. So you take a picture of a no parking sign. You go and you, that's you go you to remember. your machine. You say do a search for parking. It's going to bring up the picture yeah, of no parking. That's, that's wonderful. I just I love that. It's magic. It's just man. magical. Magic. It's just magical. Um, Good call. I, I didn't have it on my list. That's a yeah, great ever one. Know. Yeah. yeah, it's always what's the order? Think about it. if you get a new machine, what do you do? I just I go to my exactly. clone. I was about to say <laughs> it. Right understands everyone. Make and, and a backup. An hour later, it's like everything is. It's like old shoes. Right, because right when away. you get the new Mac, it says, "Do you wish to back up from right another Mac or yeah. a hard drive?" And, and you I go, can yes. set that. It's, yes, yes, I new, do. The migration is very, very nice. Um, I'm thinking there's a bunch of free stuff I like, but I know that you don't like open source just because it's <clears throat> as what? How do you put it? It's also ugly. Well, it's, it's ugly. It's often a very, it's very ugly. very ugly. Not always, but, but if often. if you yeah. don't have enough money, LibreOffice, L-I-B-R-E. Office is a f- open source free version of the Microsoft Office Suite. Works. And what a great thing. It works beautifully. And I mean, it's you know, free. really, for a stu- stu- student on a budget, man, what a and wonderful thing. And this is the thing. important that's, thing. That's and we've talked about this. And this is something teachers, you know, I will only recommend free software to my students because there are students who are on a budget. They can't afford to, you know, I don't know how, how much sure. Microsoft Office even costs now. Even Keynote, for uh, example, is, what, $20? Don't, I, think it, I think it comes free with Macs it, yeah, now. It does. If you buy the but, old, I, I don't, I but don't know. But the point is yeah. that there are students who are on a budget. So there's all the different kinds of free open source stuff. You know, there's LibreOffice for the Office Suite. There's something like CMAP, which is a mind mapping, concept mapping piece of software. Again, not very pretty at all, but it's free. What's the What's the Photoshop one? G- 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 it's oh, G. it's um, GIMP. <laughs> GIMP, there we go. Another great name. I have GIMP. I'm looking at GIMP, and it has a funny little icon. So GIMP is really good. Um, then, of course, Google Earth. By the way, Google Drive with Forms. Google Google Drive is very nice, especially if you're collaborating. Really, it's your only choice. But the forms is what I really love. And the the forms, forms, which we we talked talked about about a couple of weeks ago. That's really invaluable. Yes. And so there's a lot of different kinds of software. But I think we've covered kind of most of the really good toys. Um, I think, though, Tony, the one toy I really want to get this Christmas is I would love to get a really nice... um, Little one of these small amps that has the built-in digital to analog converter, so I can take the output from my computer and put it into an amp and put it into some nice little you know desk speakers and get some nice sound at home without having to put on headphones. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And a PlayStation Four. <laughs> Maybe I have too much free time. I'm. The thought crossed my mind. Actually, yeah, well, I don't have that much time, but during one during the yeah. break. 
Uh, just one other little thing that I think maybe would be really useful for teachers if they don't know about this already or for anybody. <clears throat> but if you're ever in the situation where you need to share a web page with students, mm. use a URL shortener. Oh, that's like <clears throat> Bitly, right? Bitly is one, B-I-T dot L-Y. And the other one is um, a, a simple you are short URL. It's S-N-U-R-L. Yeah. This is when you're, when you're sharing a file, for example, they get those like A-B-R. Snip, yeah. snip URL. Yeah, okay. Snip it's URL. Really, really long, long, long thing. S-N dot I-M. And the, with, and the other, both of these, not only do they um, um, shorten the URL, but you can also create a custom URL for this. So when you, 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 you go to a web page and then you go to you copy the URL and go to either this snip URL or bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, and look at that window carefully. And it looks like I'm looking at the snip URL one right now, and it says nickname. So you get the HTTP, blah, 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 slash, slash, SN dot I-M slash, and then you can type in whatever you want. And if the name hasn't been taken, then you can use that. So what I use, for example, is some kind of abbreviation for the college, like Kobe College, KC dash, and then whatever yeah, I'm putting in there, uh, whether it's like manners or flyers or flight or elephant, whatever it might might be. And then you give that to the student. And there's so much less chance of mistake. It's so much easier for you to remember. It's easier for them to remember, easier for them to Especially type in. Especially if you're writing it on um, the board. Yeah, it just uh, it just makes Very it so good point. much that's easier. That's a really, really, really good point. Yes, yes, and that's something I should start doing. Yeah, I mean, it's that, that tip by itself. That's that's, uh, that's worth your hour and a half that you've podcast. been listening to us. <laughs> before we wind down, we do need to wind down. There's one hmm. last piece of software app I want to suggest, which is something called Zotero, and I've mentioned this to you. I don't think you use hmm. it. Do you? I don't use it, but I see its yes, value. C-O-T-E-R-O. Basically, this is EndNote for free. And it's bibliographic software. Keeps And what is EndNote, Charles? EndNote, EndNote is... Uh, for people who don't know. What is EndNote? It's bibliographic software that costs a lot of money. <laughs> it's in a, other yeah, words, it allows yeah, you it, to put it, it in helps your you catalog and bib, keeps and track of all your bibliography. books you've read for your references or your bibliography. And it's really but, good. But it's expensive. really expensive. Yes. It's one of those things, for example, if you go, um, you download the information, it downloads the bibliographic information for you, right? Author's name, year, and allows you to make your... And formats it, it for it, you. You choose the format you want, APA, Chicago yeah. style, MLA, for example, whatever. Zotero, which works as a Firefox add-on, I think also as a Chrome add-on, maybe even a Safari add-on now or independent, does everything like that. And it's free, but it's it's got a pretty sharp learning curve. But one of the things it has, then this has become invaluable to me. And I don't know if EndNote does this or whatever kind of readers. But if you da download, let's say, a PDF using Zotero, and you download it from the website, it will rename. Automatically, you can get it to rename the PDF so you don't get PDF number 121 or something along those lines. It will give you the uh -huh. correct name, but as you read and you start, um, for example, I use, uh, is it Preview? It's Preview in Mac to read my PDFs, let's say, and I use another yes. a PDF reader on the iPad. When I highlight something, it will extract the highlight for me and put it into a note. So I, if, yes, nice. and 
you know, think about a time saver. But we could actually go into this kind of you could do a whole show, on, a whole show on Zotero. But if you're writing papers or research and, and clipping stuff, but for your students, it's um, it's a great thing. My my seminar students, my graduation thesis students, and all my graduate students. Um, I've turned them onto Zotero, and they're required to use it. And once they get used to it, they love it. But okay, yeah, yeah it is a, it, there is a learning a curve, learning there, but it's curve really there, but nice the, tool, really but nice. But some tool. of those, yes, yeah, some of the best software out there though does take a lot of work. Is there anybody yeah. in the world who knows how to do everything in Photoshop, as they say? Nobody, Nobody I, know. I know. Right? Okay, this is a long show, Tony. <laughs> it's a long show. It shouldn't have been, but it is. How, how long are we now? Really? Over wow, an hour, hour and twenty-two, wow. man. Long for us. Are the listeners? Are you still there? No, nah, they, they, they turned, turned off. off. Said, we can say whatever we what want. What is with now? these guys? Yes, <laughs> we can okay, say whatever well, we, can we say want. That we no are two teachers no talking. No one's out there. Yeah, two, yeah, we are two. two teachers te- oh, it should today it should be two teachers talking on and on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as opposed to any other. Okay, yeah. so two We're on iTunes at two teachers talking. Two teachers talking at gmail.com if you wish to send us a message. Anything else? Uh, That's it. Stay warm. I guess, I guess. beginning it's to get chilly. chilly. Okay, I'm Charles mm-hmm. Wiz. Tony Silva. And thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thanks for your patience. Yes, and your understanding. <laughs> sorry for going Okay, on. sorry to you, Tony, also. <laughs> okay, bye now. <laughs>